Welcome to Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman and Simone Jeanette. Today we're going to talk about a biotype that often underlies a severe and ongoing depression. The biotype, brain undermethylation. Be forewarned, we have crows and airplanes attending our podcast today. This is the background sound, so pay it no mind. So what is methylation? Yeah, what is methylation? Methyl is a carbon with three hydrogens. And it's critical in the body to regulate, mostly suppress, gene expression. Why is methylation antidepressant? Well, methyl suppresses expression of the reuptake transporter CERT, which removes serotonin from the synapse, and also probably DAT and NET, which respectively remove dopamine and norepinephrine. So methyl reduces the removal of stimulating antidepressant neurotransmitters. Is that clear? Yeah, it's pretty clear. Look, can why don't you restate it? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Basically, norepinephrine, dopamine, and serotonin are antidepressant. So, if they stay in the synapse, the space between the nerve cells, the neurons, then they keep stimulating happiness. <laughs> okay. If they're removed too early, a person is depressed or can't think clearly or is overly calm, like can't react very right. well. So kind of like in a state of comatose. It goes towards that, yeah. yeah. A lack of methyl means that the transporters are going to be active, removing all these things that make you happy. There's lab tests for this, and that is whole blood histamine, because a major effect of undermethylation is that histamine accumulates. There's also what's called a SAMe-SA ratio. SAMe is the major methylator in our bodies, and it's measuring how much of SAMe is actually present compared to what's needed. This biotype began its life in the early 70s with the work of Dr. Carl Pfeiffer. He found that among his schizophrenic patients, there were many with extremes of histamine, either high or low. And when those extremes were brought back towards a more normal level, symptoms improved. Some 20 years later, Dr. William Walsh found that the cause of high histamine, what Pfeiffer had dubbed histadelia, was, in almost all cases, undermethylation. Undermethylation was a broader category than histadelia, and undermethylation is what most practitioners refer to these days. This biotype can occur in a large number of depressions including many bipolar and schizophrenic depressions. 
The work of Drs. Pfeiffer and Walsh, taken together, encompassed approximately 10,000 patients with undermethylation and points to certain characteristics that come up repeatedly for the undermethylation phenotype. These can include chronic and severe depression, difficulty falling asleep with sleep readily disrupted. Also, a tendency to obsessions, compulsions, and phobias. Examples might be eating disorders, obsessive shopping or gambling, perfectionism or addictions, and so on. Also, undermethylation is often accompanied by severe tension, often concealed behind a calm, outward demeanor. What's more, despite the ongoing depression, hypomania sometimes occurs. Undermethylated people often find themselves diagnosed schizoaffective. They can be a distorted sense of reality, delusional thinking, but not usually hallucinations. They also tend to have a strong will and could be prone to what they call conduct disorder. They're often very intelligent, work obsessively, workaholic, but can have episodes of blank mind, periods of time where it seems no thoughts occur. You can imagine a person that seems stubborn and silently stands there with high internal tension, but they're not saying anything. That could be the undermethylated high histamine biotype. What is histamine? Histamine is that biochemical, that immune chemical that causes sneezing and stuffy nose when you have allergies. It's used to fight infection. Besides that, histamine to some extent counterbalances dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin are happy neurotransmitters. So when histamine is high, people often feel depressed. You might have noticed that people with allergies often feel depressed also. Because of the high histamine, not only do you have allergy symptoms, you have other high internal bodily secretions such as gastrointestinal secretions, such as sexual secretions. Also, a proneness to cry easily and increased saliva and perspiration. Nutrients that support methylation focus mainly on methionine, SAMe, and to a lesser extent, methyl B12. So you want to have methyl B12 and maybe methionine, and you want to build up gradually on methionine, and maybe SAMe. The cycle of methylation goes from methyl B12 to methionine to SAMe, and then SAMe methylates virtually everything in the body. Sometimes doctors start with SAMe so the patient will see a difference and sometimes they need to because they're suicidally depressed. SAMe is notorious for possibly causing mania. Uh Uh-oh. But given 
in a low dose and very slowly increasing and given to someone who is undermethylated, it shouldn't cause mania because the body needs to produce it. And the person has really significant problems physically because of lack of methylation, which can include autoimmune disorders like lupus or MS or respiratory allergies or heart disease or cancer. So you want to have methylation at a normal level for that person's health. The key is to have enough methyl via SAMI or methionine to bring health up to normal and mood up to normal without going into mania. So it's an art. It's like creating a balance. Creating a balance. Now, if the person feels good, like feeling really good, that is too much methylation support. To be on the safe side, you want them to feel almost good. Like not over-exuberant. Not even over happy or, oh, I'm feeling much better, doc. That's not good. Yeah, that's a, super bi- <laughs> that's a mania. Like, I've been around it. Right, <laughs> right. Might not even sound like mania, but you want to keep them on the modest side of feeling okay. Contentment. Modest side of contentment. Yeah. <laughs> Then they could get more content by other things they could do, like take a walk or whatever. Frank Sinatra. They don't have to avoid rock, but you want to teach them to monitor mood, teach their family to monitor it, and of course the doctor will monitor it. Other nutrients that may be helpful include B6, which we talked about in the last podcast. In many cases, some calcium. Calcium is often low in people who are undermethylated, and they tend to be prone to calcium-deficient illnesses like osteoporosis. Magnesium, which may help calm the inattention and anxiety, and can also be antidepressant because it's critical to creation of SAM-E. And vitamin D is really helpful. For the depression. Got a little sunshine. Yeah. Also, omega-3, which is antidepressant, niacin, C, various antioxidants, and in some cases, serine, choline, glycine, and various other nutrients. People who are undermethylated often do poorly with too much folate which for them can increase depression significantly. We're going to talk about this in the next podcast. Because of the intensity of the depression and the high tendency to suicide, it is good for the histodelic to not live alone. Yeah. And so having an old friend or a family member they like... Yeah in the vicinity, but not someone who's going to intrude on them because, again, they're high-strung and they have a very strong will. So, yeah, you want to be around in a way that's subtle and friendly. Like, maybe live right next door. Like a weekly check-in. No, a weekly is not enough. You want someone around. I know that when I've struggled with depression and I've gotten to the point where I'm so depressed that, like, I don't want to talk to anybody you definitely withdraw so yeah i can see why you would want somebody around 
do you hit that point where you can't you check out yeah, it's but, all darkness. Yeah, but you want somewhere to round, but around in an unobtrusive way. Yeah. In my experience, it's not like they want to control other people. It's more like they have to control their the input, or it messes up their thought process. It's not like being happy that you dominate. It's more like trying to keep mental stability. Well, it's like having control over the thoughts. So maybe they would feel undermined by someone questioning them. It's tricky. One way to help could be to set an example. For instance, taking your own vitamins. Or giving them a meal they like. Chalked <laughs> with vitamin through food. Speaking of that, methionine is abundant in meat. All you vegetarians out there, that's the best source of methionine. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good diet for the histadelic. Have meat, have protein, animal protein. But it is also pretty abundant in beans. And of course, with bipolars, you want to be careful not to overdo anything that's antidepressant. Again, you have to keep that balance because balance. you could totally tip the scales. But you know that with brain undermethylation, it's chronic depression. You want to heal it fast enough so they're not in the deepest state of depression, but not so fast that they're going to go into mania. It's like a very difficult call. And you want to make sure they're not self-medicating. That's a good point. So all this alcohol and, and heavy street drugs, it could make them feel a little better, but in a not-so-long run, it's going to make them a lot worse. because going to out their imbalance even more. It depletes their nutrients. And increases toxicity. There are nutrients for addictions too, orthomolecular nutrients. That's for another show. And this stuff's been studied for a, few, a number of years now, right? For at least six decades. With very successful rates. About 60 to 85% recover or greatly improved, depending on the length of time the person's been ill and on the severity of the illness. That is, with orthomolecular treatment or such severe conditions as bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. So Eva, can I just interject some thoughts real quick? It would be nice to see mental health practitioners incorporating this practice into like everyday things and like working with the author yeah that <laughs> i think that's important i like that i would like to be able to bring this a little bit to the forefront so that people have more awareness that this is actually a researched practice that can help one you could go to a doctor and tell them, this is how I want to be treated. That's one thing that could be done. So doctors could learn about it. They could consult with other practitioners. Walsh is always teaching physicians. Also, one could spread the word online. Disclaimer. The information on this show is provided for educational purposes only. It is not to be taken as diagnostic or treatment recommendations for the individual. 
Everybody is biochemically unique and needs unique quantities and choices of nutrients. If you need help for bipolar, schizophrenia, or any mental illness, please consult a knowledgeable physician. People who want to learn more can find my books at BorageBooks.com. Great. What a great show we've done here today. Okay, listeners, tell your friends 